It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, la belle Angie Taylor. Uh, Comment ça va? I am very well. And how are you? Je vais bien. I am good. Did you have a beautiful weekend? I had a wonderful weekend. Good. And uh, and weekends are, you know, for all of us, wonderful, even if it rains or... The weather was not so great, but I had a good weekend. What about you? I had a great weekend. It was Mother's Day weekend. It was my sixth wedding anniversary over That's the weekend. That's right. Uh, yesterday was. Congrats. So thank you so much. Which means you're going for the seven year. Of course. And you know what they say about your seven. There's no itch here. There's no itch. So I am not itching. I don't know about him, I, I, but, <laughs> but if he it, is itching, he better not scratch it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the stats. I've read so many times that year seven is a difficult one for every married people. You know what else I've heard is that that is changed now to I think it was year five is is that a, so? is a more tumultuous because okay. marriages are just are not lasting as long. People are more ADD. There's more temptation. Uh, life is a lot different than it was, you mm-hmm. know, 50 years ago when the seven year itch was the big thing. But yeah, like it's even earlier these days. So we at least made it past that. Congratulations. Thank you. We're in it for the long haul. He's not allowed to leave. He told you he's not leaving <laughs> he, anyway. He did tell me he's not leaving. Whether you want it or not. I know. So I'm I'm a lucky girl <laughs> with that, with that being be very reassuring to me. Exactly. So we're very lucky for that. So listen, speaking of mothers, we're gonna do a new thing on the show every now and then called Married with children. Mm-hmm. We've been getting a lot of emails. I'm a mom. Yeah. I'm married with a child. Um, and lots of married with children people have been sending in emails for advice. So let's take our first one. Sure. People um, have been calling uh, our phone number, 855-905-8255, leaving voicemails about it. And we have one when we come back on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We get so many emails at simonandangie.com, Simon. Yes, indeed. uh, Thank you, by the way. Yes, people needing advice. Mm -hmm. And we have been getting a lot lately um, because, you know, I'm a mom. Yes. I'm married. Wonderful mom. Wonderful wife. Oh, my gosh. You're so sweet. No, it's true. It's the greatest compliment. You you love Hannah. I mean, that's... Thank you. And Uh, your husband. My Anna is my everything. I know that. Uh, And so is he. But um, a lot of people married with children that need advice as well. So I thought we would start a new segment Mm -hmm. called Marriage. Married with children, Mm -hmm. and we had a voicemail left for us the other day. Let's listen to this, Simon. Hi, Simon and Angie. I love your show. Um, I listen all the time. I have a question for Angie. I have a 12-year-old daughter just like you, and I know when I was her age, uh, my parents never talked to me about love or relationships or anything like that. My question is, what do you think are the important things to tell kids about love and relationships? Thanks for the call, Maya. So, Simon, I, I love this question because I feel like when you are a child and nobody's really telling you about relationships, especially 12 years old, that's when you're starting to get curious about, you know, dating and things like that and mm-hmm. the opposite sex. For instance, uh, in my home, there yeah. were horrible examples of relationships. There was divorce. There was fighting. Uh, there was remarriage. There was re-divorces. So lots of that going on. But I think the best thing, um, because Maya, want, uh, Maya wanted to know, you know, how to talk to her daughter about relationships. One of the best things, I think, is mm-hmm. to lead by example. 
Um, Maya says she's married, happily married. I think when you start talking, you have to make it age appropriate, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're especially talking to a tween, to make sure, you know, the story of how you and your husband got together, um, you know, what that dating life was like, you know, what we like to do now, how it evolves into marriage, things like that, Um, how, you know, they wanted to have a child and, you know, it's the ultimate expression of your love for each other, starting a family, Uh things like that. So I think that's one good way. Simon, I know in your home you had an amazing, examples i did but i want to ask you uh, first something you, you have a 12 year old okay? yes so i'm gonna ask you questions and then answer like okay as the mom you are i like it if anna says mom how do i know if a boy likes me loves me or just want to play with me Ooh, wow that's an interesting question if he just likes you or loves you loves or you? just want to play with me um oh boy how would you, define you asked that? me a loaded question i think i think the body language and the communication is everything um, especially at you know when you're young, uh-huh. um, you'll know if a boy likes you with the things he says. Um, like if he's always teasing or finding a way to come talk to you mm-hmm. or making a point to talk to you all the time, rather than his guy friends over here on this side of the school or whatever. But when he likes you, I think when you're in love, boy, that's just a completely different feeling, isn't mm-hmm. it? Especially mm-hmm. the first time you fall in love. Yeah. And I would try to guide her. You know, as time goes on and always keep that conversation going uh, about the feelings you get, because what happens when you fall in love, then the next step would be the ooh la la, maybe, you know, teenager. I was 16. So, yeah, I mean, I would go as I would go as what is age appropriate. And as time goes on. And and I I would add that just to to, to your to your uh, to your answer, I would say, you know, a boy wants the three of them. He wants to like you, he wants to love you, and he wants to play with you. Mm-hmm. It's only you decide which part happens. Right. So I'll give you an example. Uh, when you're a young teenager, I would say, just remember that he's wired by testosterone, not like you. Right. So, you know, Especially re- at this age. At his age, yeah, it's yeah. huge. So when you're a teenager, so be careful. It's not against you. Mm-hmm. You've got to protect yourself. Yeah. And understand the mind of a... 15-year-old boy is not like a 15-year-old girl at all. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean he doesn't love you. And there's nothing sweeter for all of us than the sweetest love when you're like, you know, 15, 16. Oh, the innocence. Innocence. And that is precious. And I think we should raise our teenagers. That's what I did with my goddaughter, to not be afraid of each other, Mm -hmm. but understand each other. Understand each other. Understand. So you can say yes or no, understanding how he functions. It's hard with hormones, too, because you're, you're just all over the place. And as you said, you know, girls... Are emotionally mature a little bit quicker than boys. Yes. And that reminds me, I had an amazing, I can't believe I didn't tell you about this yet today. Okay. But I had an amazing conversation with my 12-year-old on that subject of boys really? kind of messing with you. Because um, she had a crush on a boy big time this year at school. Mm-hmm. It was a little disastrous. Um, but I want to tell you what I told her and you tell yeah, me if I'll, I did the right thing. I'm sure you did, but I'd like to know what you said. Okay, cool. We'll talk about that when we come back on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, the love romance dating show. Mm -hmm. Hi, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. So we were reading an email from our listener, Maya, during Married with Children, where Mm -hmm. she was talking about her 12-year-old daughter. She said, hey, Angie, I know you have a 12-year-old daughter. How do we talk to them about Mm -hmm. the relationships and the feelings and all of that? Sure. And it led me to a conversation that I had with my daughter last night, you know, before she goes to bed. Uh, we're going through school stuff, packing up her bag, getting her outfit ready for the next day. Mm-hmm. And we always have a little chat, you know, about yeah. whatever. So she was telling me 
my daughter had a huge crush at the beginning of the school year on this boy at school. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a dance <laughs> during the dance. They danced together. And it was kind of like, you know, when you're 12, you're not really boyfriend and girlfriend. It's middle school. Crushes. Crushes. But he felt the same. You know, mm-hmm. he even said, I like you. She's like, I like you, too. And so it was kind Sweet. of like, it was really cute. Uh, they talked to each other every day, you know, at lockers and stuff like that. Eventually, I would say, I don't know, three, four weeks down the road, mm-hmm. which is a year mm-hmm. in middle school, uh, three, four weeks down the road, he starts getting cold to her and then says, I don't like you anymore. And she was devastated, like oh, crying, Bohana. crying, like couldn't catch her breath crying for days about it. Even weeks about it. Like she would talk about it and then she would start welling up with tears and then it would all come back out. Oh, la, 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 so la. At, during that time, she kept trying to talk to him, kept trying to find ways to, you know, bring up conversation. Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. kept kind of blowing her off. Um, but she told me an interesting story last night about what has been happening yeah, lately. I was going to say, what happened? And now I'm nervous again. So tell me if I'm doing the right thing in my advice to her when we come back on the rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. I was telling Simon, I'm mm-hmm. telling all of you, this story about my 12-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Had a huge crush on a boy. Yep. They were kind of like middle school official, I guess, mm-hmm. for three whole weeks. He devastated her, said, I don't like you anymore. So I have to have this whole talk with her about, hey, you guys are 12. He's going to like you and not like you probably 20 more times before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Boys aren't as emotionally mature. He doesn't. Under- She's like, why? Did he just go away? I'm like, they just don't understand. You know, they don't have the same emotional connection. Yes. Especially at that age. So time goes on. We're almost at the end of the school year now. And she said to me last night before she went to bed, you know, we've been talking again. Mm-hmm. He's been really friendly again all of a sudden. And I'm like, oh. Uh-oh. And I said to her, well, how do you feel about that? She said, well, I'm just glad that it's not awkward anymore. I'm glad that I don't feel like he's mad at me anymore, but I'm not going anywhere with it. I'm just going to be friendly with him back. And I'm like, that's my girl. (laughs) High fives all around. She's being very healthy about it, even though I can tell inside she just wants to jump all the way back in and be like, oh, my God, I love you. You're my favorite. Because that's her first crush. And then she was devastated. Do you think I said the right thing? Do you think she's doing the right thing? I do. I do, too. I think it's it's extremely mature from her Mm -hmm. to not want to repeat the past over and over this means that's how wonderful she's built and educated. It's because she she's not attracted by rejection. What right. we just saw is somebody who's so secure emotionally that she can she's not gonna be try to beat the the rejection, right? You know what? You're she's right. been rejected once, she doesn't want to take feel it, it twice. Again. I'm amazed by the maturity. And so well done job she's... from you and, and, and Jason and also her dad. Well, thank all you. Of you. That, no, really no, because it's a, it's a team effort. It will help her for the rest of her life Absolutely. to not be attracted by rejection. Yeah, and, and she doesn't like the way it makes her feel. And I love that. And she doesn't like the pain. So she's the future superwoman. I, I can learn from her. We can all learn from my twelve year old maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, Simon. When we come back, we're going to play date or, or dump. dump. We got emails to read next on the rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. In the Oulala studios. SimonandAngie.com. That's where you go if you want to send us an email. You need advice, love, dating, relationships, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that now because we 
are going to play date or dump. Dump. Somebody needs to know if they should stay with this person or move on. Mm-hmm. And this comes to us from Celine from Greensboro, North Carolina. She says, "Hello, Simon and Angie." Bonjour, Selina. Bonjour. I did a little research on this guy that I'm supposed to go on a second date with this weekend, and I found out he has a criminal record. I couldn't find out specifics. Uh, Everything was locked, but he definitely went to prison for something. I can't really ask him about it without him knowing that I researched him. So should I date or dump him? Simon, that's really interesting. What do you think? I'm going to talk like if I was, you know, your older brother or your father. And I would, you say, I would say, no, I would say it's very difficult with delinquent um, and, and to to maneuver. Uh, and also because prison uh, is a very difficult uh, time in life. If you have to go through it, it can it can really damage you emotionally so badly. And we know all the violence and things can happen there. So I'd rather you find non-delinquent. I would feel safe if I was your older brother or your dad. And I said, dump. Angie, what do you say? I have a question. Yes. Um, it is hard to, how do you bring that up to somebody? Because I was going to say, you know, there could be some extenuating circumstances. Let's say it, it was a white collar crime, you know, like a, like money law. I don't know, something taxes, maybe. Maybe he learned a lesson. Maybe he's a changed person. Maybe it was a, I don't know, wrongful, impris- I don't know what the circumstances are. I think if it's something like, you know, Real bad, mm-hmm. uh, something abusive, um, you know, a bad crime like that, definitely no. It, I find it um, hard to say definitely dump because I just don't know enough about it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is it possible that he could have made a mistake that isn't that didn't really hurt anybody else per se? But I don't know. What do you think? Well, like I said, if you look at but it. But how do you ask? Yeah. Yeah. I think you should, if you go, if you keep dating him, you can ask him anything. Because um, I know you're big on second chances too, Simon. I'm, I'm huge on second yeah. chances, absolutely. Uh, but I don't want her to be in danger either. Once you've paid your debt to society, you should go it. But I spoke as a father or as a godfather right. or as an older brother. Right. And my reflex is then when it comes to delinquent, it's very difficult um, to, to date delinquents. I mean, I've had friends of mine that has been dating people who went to jail. Mm-hmm. It never ended well. But never, never, never. Right. I'm not talking about DUI, like three DUIs, you go to prison for three, you know, those things. Right, right, right. But if you go for anything else from, it's just, it's sad. Uh, but so I, my first reflex is to say no. Now, if I was, if it was, if it was like, if you later in life, so if you both 40s, 50s, and you can handle the emotionally upside down, mm-hmm. then yes, give it a chance. I just, what worries me, Angie, in the delinquency, it's all also, you know, that you are subject to perversion, to in jail, you're subject to many things that damages you. Right. You don't come out the same person. No, you don't. And so that worries you me. You rarely leave prison a better person. You sometimes leave prison more damaged. Yeah, in, in many cases. So, and I'm all about second chance. Like, I would totally employ somebody who's been to prison, like, mm-hmm. to certain jobs, because I think everybody deserves it's a second chance. It's rehabilitated, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that, that's all good. When it comes to, I would never tell, but never, my goddaughter ever, mm-hmm. or you daughter. I, I would, or if it were my to, daughter asking right. me this question, yes. I would say, no way, no. don't you dare, just drop it right now. Um, so, so that's the difference. You yeah. know? So, But but I, my first reflex as a, as, as a father figure or older brother, no, I would say dumb. Is there any way, Simon, for her to just ask what that was all about and find out is there a way she can say you know what 
I probably shouldn't be snooping, but you know how we all do a little snooping online when we start dating somebody new? And I saw this. I don't know if it's anything you want to talk about or anything bad, but I just don't feel comfortable. Sure. I, I think, listen, I think it's totally fine. I wouldn't ghost. I would address this. Address it. Address it face to face. I would make a friend. Yeah. But honestly, for romance, right. it's difficult. And just, just be honest, because guess what? If he thinks you're snooping and he's a crim- a hardened criminal, who cares what he thinks? You know, who cares? Because you're I not going to go out with him anyway. But just be honest, because we all do digging but, when we go out with someone new. No, absolutely. And you have to remember also the attraction for the bad boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's one thing. You know, I'll I tell you a quick story. Look, can you tell us that story when we come back? We have to take a break real quick. You got it. I do want to hear this quick story, Simon. Yep. Uh, you don't have to make it no, quick, no. but we do have it's to. It's a great story. All right, cool. That. So we both say. Dump. Dump. Maybe ask. You know, ask what's up, but I would, I'm not feeling I, very good about as it. As parents or good parents who said dump, so. Mm, yeah, yeah. We, let's right. own it. Let's own it. Dump. Dump. All right. Good luck to you, Mina. Simon, want to hear that story. Will we come back on The Rendezvous? Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we, Simon, on Date or Dump, were talking about a woman who found out this guy she went on a date with had a criminal record. We both, and he had been in prison, mm-hmm. and we both advised probably not a good idea. She yeah. probably dump. And you said you wanted to talk about some yeah. a story. Something came back to my mind, Angie. Do you, have you seen the movie Black Mass? I have, the Johnny Depp movie. Yes, yes. which is the story of the gangster Whitey Bulger. Yeah, it's a great movie. Who in Boston run the Boston mob for 30 years before to go on the lam for 19 years. They caught him in uh, California, in L.A., uh, in Santa Monica, in a house a couple years ago. Uh, they caught him. He was uh, with his girlfriend of a long time. Her name is in Kathy Green. Uh, and um, she, she, she was, you know. 20 years it was, Jill. Yeah, 20 so years Jill, together. Give us a little bit of the background so about her. Yeah, she's 65 now. She's uh, serving an eight-year sentence because she wouldn't give up any information about her man. Yes. So she was covering for him. Yes. She was covering for him. So and here, here's my point about dating delinquent. Now, it's an extreme story because Whitey Bulger went to Alcatraz. He's the right, head right. of a mafia. Not every gangster is like that. But yet, the danger is, and I speak like, like as a father figure for my goddaughter or, you know, as an older brother. If somebody you love falls in love with any form of delinquent, the love bond will be stronger than anything you can tell them. The reason, because the love mm-hmm. is stronger than reason. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, so if you let that root become a tree of love, what happens to that Kathy Green? And if I was Kathy Green's father, she will not ever rat on him, not say anything, and she's really ruining her life in prison for a man who's killed. Admittedly, I think more than 10 men. And now she isn't a criminal because she was an accomplice. Yes, for the rest of her life. All she did was fall in love with him. Right, right. That's a great point. And so for the. You start to protect anybody at any cost because you love them. When you think of it, at the end, you might take a turn in life for a delinquent. It will make you end your life behind bars too. Mm. Like this woman who's never committed any crimes. Right. But she covered for him. She covered and covered. And here's the result. Love is blind, Yes, right? And so that's why it's at the beginning you have to cut the root of this. Right. That's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up um, because that puts things in perspective a lot. So hopefully she heard you say that. Thank you, Simon. Speaking of Simon, we're going to come back with Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. People need advice in the email. Let's check that out when we come back on The Rendezvous.
This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Oh, bonsoir in the Ooh La La studios. People need our advice. Mm-hmm. And they can get that via email, simonandangie.com, or you can call us anytime, 855-905-8255. Let's go to the email with Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Somebody would like some advice for you. Mm-hmm. Simon, this comes to us from Aaron from Baltimore, Maryland. He says, my wife has recently started going to this drawing class, Simon, and she told me she's been asked to pose nude for the class Mm -hmm. and that the other people in the class will be drawing her. Mm -hmm. I would like to know if you would be comfortable with this if you were me. I would, Erin. I would. Uh, i got to be 100% honest. I believe when my mom was um, 18 or 19, she was in love in Paris with a now famous painter. And, uh, of course, in France, it's not something very big, the nudity. Mm-hmm. I found that posing for a painter or a class of painters or drawers is not something to be embarrassed. It's not erotic. Right. Okay? So I think I would let her as a sign of trust. I think you have to also trust her. And participating in an act of art is, is poetic. It's right. romantic even. Uh, but it's not erotic. And so that's the difference. So, yes, Erin, I would absolutely let her pose for the rest of the class. And I would be proud, by the way, that, that they've asked your wife to be the one posing for the art. I think it's a compliment to her beauty. Yeah, I agree. And, so and this, think about the beautiful piece of artwork you're going to have in your home with your wife now, as the model. Angie, would you let Jason I would let him. And the name naked of, for... Yes, because my husband is an oh, artist. Yeah. That's one of his hobbies. He's a good. He's a great artist, I think. But in the name of art, I would. I, I am an art dork. I have a, such a respect for the arts. I love museums. Yep. I, I have... I'm like one of those in another life. If I could choose another career, I would be an art dealer, like a curator for a museum and just travel around and buy amazing art. I think that would be so great. So I would let him. Thanks for the email, Aaron, and be proud of your wifey. Right. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, more of the rendezvous when we come back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, Simon. Bonsoir. Bonsoir, Angie. Bonsoir. We are on the web all the time at therendezvousshow.com. If you ever want to send us an email, check out Simon's show on In the FYI channel. In bed with Simon. In bed with Simon. You can see all the past episodes. Yes. Also, if you have any romance, relationship, love, sex questions for us, please, at any time, 855-905-8255. We do have a caller on the line from Marlton, New Jersey. Let's say hi to Marlena. Hi, guys. Hello, Marlena. Bonjour. Hi, uh, Angie, I have to say, I am loving you on this show. I just... Oh, thank you. And I love Angie, too. I'm so glad. You're such a wonderful female voice. It's so great. Oh, she you're is. so awesome. Jeez, she, thank you, you. I love being on the show, and I love talking to all <laughs> of you. And thank you for calling us. What's your question? Well, I have a problem with my boyfriend that's been going on... Well, it started recently, actually. I, we were really, really lovey towards each other in the beginning of the relationship, we would say, I love you all the time, lots of PDA. But recently he's been saying, I love you less and less. And like I said, we used to say it all the time. It's, it's just different recently. And so I asked mm. him about it and he actually got kind of annoyed and said Ooh. that I should know how he feels without him having to say it every two seconds, which well, was kind of a response that I didn't plan for. Like I didn't see that coming. And you definitely, that's not what you want to hear when you're already no. concerned. What do you think, Simon? Ah, uh, Marlena, I think that if your intuition says something is up, something is up. And so, and he's annoyed because you're getting closer to the truth he's not ready to talk about. 
It might not be the end of the world, by the way, but so let's not dramatize over. But I would reopen the conversation um, soon. There is no reason not to answer somebody's question. There is no reason, if you feel like he's saying less and less, I love you, that something is happening. Mm -hmm. So why let it, like, don't let the unspoken rot in it. And you really should address it. Say, what's going on? My feelings are hurt. Tell him like it is. My feelings are hurt. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what's going on. You saying it less and less touches my heart. And if he says to you, Oh, you know, you already know how I feel. I said, no, every day is a different day. Every day a man should so say, true. I love you to his girlfriend or his wife. Uh -huh. What happened yesterday doesn't exist. It's yesterday. It's like, you know, I think that is a common response when somebody has that question. If if they say, you know how I feel already. It's like, well, I know, I know that you love me, but I like to hear it. It feels good to me every time I hear that. Everybody needs positive, you know, affirming uh, love and 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 comments from the person that they're with. It's you know I have a 12 year old daughter. I tell her I love her all the time, right every on. single day, because I don't want her to have a day go by where she doesn't think I loved her as much as the day before. Exactly. We all deserve to hear I love you every day by our loved one. Right. But I feel, but but part of me feels weird, and I don't want to come off as needy. I you knew know, that. I, like I, I knew that word was going to come. I knew that was going to come out of your mouth because I. That's such a place where women, we women, go to is we feel like we're being needy or we feel like we're nagging. No, but, but it's that's if that's what you need, that's what you need, and he should know what the person he is with needs to hear to feel fulfilled and loved. Because I agree. Do not be afraid of the word needy. You are a human being. You have needs. Be proud of them. If he can't fulfill them, he's lost. Yes. We women have to be strong too. This is what I want. This is what I need. And men have to understand. And also men have you know, needs and, and desire. But there's no reason not to say it clearly. And if he says, I love you less and less, something is up. Yeah, you're not asking for a lot. You're asking for him to say three words. It's not like you're you know, asking him to run a marathon or buy you diamonds every day. It's saying, I love you. It's not that hard to make the person you're with feel good. And if he doesn't right. feel it, if he doesn't feel it mm -hmm. there's a bigger talk to have. And it's okay, too. Exactly. Everything is okay when things are said. But yes, yeah, you have to be true. honest and tell him that that's what you need. And there you go. And see how he goes from there. I need to hear I love you every day. Angie. Every day. Yeah. I love you, Simon. I love you, Angie. And we I love, love you, you too. We love we you, love Marlena. You. Yeah, we love you, Marlena. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Okay, this is a big help. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Be strong, girl. Thank you so much for calling us. Yes, be strong. No breaks. No breaks. That's right. And no more breaks. Shouldn't have to beg somebody to tell you them they love you when you're in a relationship. It's such a sign. I know. It's so easy, right? Okay. If you have a question for the rendezvous, we're here for you. We would love to help you. Whatever it is, 855-905-8255. This is a rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie in the ooh-la-la studios. Mm -hmm. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Tello. Bonjour. We are all about love, dating, and romance. Let's talk about dating specifically. Yes. Okay, so I know we talk a lot about mistakes that people make on dates. Mm -hmm. uh, we get emails about it all day, every day. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved that subject, but there's a definitive list now, which is a top 10 list. Okay. Uh, this came from askmen.com, so I'm assuming that this is geared toward you men. The <laughs> yeah. top 10 first dating faux pas, okay? The mistakes you make, the top 10 mistakes. I'm all ears. Do you want to um, just take a wild guess at what number one might be? The biggest mistake the biggest we all make on a date? First date. What For, is the biggest mistake? Ask, ask how many partners you've had. 
No. No? Jordan. Jordan, our assistant producer, also goes on a lot of first dates. Never second dates. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jordan, do you want to take a shot at it? The biggest mistake we make is... On a first date. On a first date. I don't know, uh, assuming too much about the other person? Such as? I didn't think there was going to be a follow-up question. Um, You're not being very specific. This is why Jordan doesn't get second dates. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. see this? No, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to so, do any of this. I'm kidding. Uh, no, that is not correct. Assuming too much is not correct. <laughs> do you want to know what the number one is? Yeah, what is it? I will tell you when we return on the rendezvous. Don't you hate me? She's such a tease. I yeah. know. Talk about it. Okay, when we come back, I will tell you the top 10 first date faux pas when we return on the rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. I gave a big old tease when we last spoke about the top 10 first date mistakes that men make, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, this is the definitive list, apparently, from AskMen.com. I'll go backwards, tease you even more. So let's start with number 10. The biggest mistake, number 10, not caring how your date gets home. So however d- your date goes, you should make sure that they have a ride home and that they contact you to make sure that they got home okay. If you just are like, okay, bye, and you don't make sure they have a cab or a ride or that they're not intoxicated. Yeah, I guess. Out of all the mistakes we can make. Well, that's number 10, not number one. That's number 10. There's 10 altogether. I mean, I'm sure there's 100, but these are the top 10. Simon's like, I don't care how she gets home. (laughs) No, no, I do care. Does she have a bus pass? No, (laughs) I know you care. You're romantic. Of course you care. You're a gentleman. Okay, number nine, having bad breath or body odor. Sure. Basic cleanliness, hygiene, very important. Come on, people. Come on. Uh, Number eight, poor phone etiquette. It's fine to make an important call during date if it's something you absolutely need to deal with, but you shouldn't be glued to your phone at all. Agreed 100%. I hate people on a date that watch the phone more than once or worse, leave the phone on the the table. table. I was just going to say that if you pull out that phone and stick it on the table right when we sit down, mm, 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 mm. I'm I'm already done with you. Number seven, treating service staff badly. Um, Poor treatment of the staff is such a turnoff. Number six, talking about your crazy ex. Hello, let's not do that ever. Number five, coming on too strong. You know, seeing, you know, begging to go up to their apartment after. Number four, dropping the ball on where you go. Uh, Don't take them to a movie. They're saying that's terrible because you can't have a conversation. Good point. Number three, dominating the whole conversation. Try to let them speak. Ask them questions. Don't make it all about you. Agreed. Number two is appearing cheap. Don't pull out the pen and paper and start calculating every penny. and Just pay for it, guys. First one. Absolutely. Number one, being late. Simon, you and I both hate when people are late. If you're going to be more than five or ten minutes late, text them. If you're more than 15 minutes late, mm, yeah, that's true. More the rendezvous when we come back. This is the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, hello. Bonsoir, Angie. Bonsoir in the Oulala Studios. <laughs> Taking your calls right now at 855-905-8255. Let's go to the phone, Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, say hello to Sabrina from McAllen, Texas. Hey, Sabrina. Bonjour, Sabrina. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, what's up with you? Okay, well, I'm calling for some advice. Um, I, I've been dating this guy for about four months. And um, I, I don't know if I should come clean 
to him about something in my past um, mm-hmm. that that I don't think is a big deal, but it, but you know he might want to know that I used to be an exotic dancer. Mm-hmm. And I haven't and told him yet. How long ago was the uh, exotic dancing career? It's been a year, and I did it for a year, and I'm not ashamed of it at all. But at some point, I you know I it's possible we could run into someone who recognizes me, or mm-hmm. who knows, you know. Yeah. That's the thing is you can't have your guy lose faith with a buddy. So the worst case is I'll give it to you. You know, let's say I'm your boyfriend. I meet a friend of mine in the bar. We're having a drink. And I'm talking about you. And he said, oh, yeah, I remember. Wasn't she dancing at this place and all that exotic dancer? I'm your guy. I go, what? What are you saying? And I punch him in the nose. And he goes, <laughs> no, believe me. He said, how dare you talk about my girlfriends like that? And, he go, and then he goes, no, I remember her. She didn't tell you that? No, she didn't. Well, ask her first and then come back to me. I go home to you and I'm going to ask you, Sabrina, if that's true. So the guy you are with have to handle the truth. You should tell him if you want to stay with him. If you think there's a future, the truth is always good. Uh, there's nothing to be ashamed of. And like this, if anybody tells him, he's prepared, he's ready, he said, I know, yes. no big deal. She told me. I mean, people can always handle the truth. It's what you have to have it like by a friend or especially something like this. So I don't know what Angie's going to tell you, but I recommend that you do tell him the truth. And it is what it is. And he can either love you for who you are or he doesn't deserve your love and you'll find somebody else. Yeah, but. Simon, I think you're right. You, the, the worst thing that could happen to him is to be caught off guard like that. Yeah. Um, that would, I, would be, I, would be, I would feel betrayed. I would feel like, you know, why wouldn't you tell me this? And now I look like an idiot in front of my friend. But like you said, you, you don't regret it. Uh, it's not like you did something illegal. It's a perfectly legal profession, um, and it was something you did, and big deal. So you were a dancer. If anything, I don't know, if I were the guy, I'd be like, oh, nice. I get to see some moves later on tonight. You know, turn it into a positive, and, you know, hopefully he's cool with it. I mean, if he's not, like you said, you have nothing to be ashamed of. So I, I always err on the side of honesty with everything. No stone left unturned, no big surprises in a closet somewhere that's going to jump out this, and, and scare you one day. You Sabrina, know? he's enjoying you. Lovely figures, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> he can handle the truth. Exactly. I mean, you know, that's, so... Well, I think that that's great advice. I'm just, you know, I'm a little nervous about it because he just, he doesn't see me that way. And I'm I'm a little scared to tell him that. What if he takes it, you know? What if he just looks at me differently after i tell him that you know no i think he's going to ask you to be honest he's going to ask you if you've been to the champagne room i mean if i was the guy i would wonder about that how far did you go so you have to be firm that you did not do that Uh, he doesn't need to know Mm -hmm. any more details you just did dancing and nobody wants to know the rest so i don't think you should ask tell details that could have happened what for yeah and if and if people would tell him that you just said they made it up yeah everybody has a past Sabrina, everybody does. Every what, everybody, every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. Uh, well, uh, well, well said, <laughs> I like Angie. That. Yeah, use it. I didn't. I didn't make that one up. I, that's not copyright, Angie Taylor. But whatever. I'm, it's probably in the Bible. I don't know somewhere. Saints and sinners. But anyway, you were not. You're not a sinner. You were a dancer. No big deal. And if he can't handle it, then he's Im- immature in my book. So good luck to you. I agree. Thank you very much. Bonne chance. Good luck, Sabrina.
get that Motley crew ready, get the poll ready, because <laughs> maybe he's going to be like, all right, I, I'm handling this very well. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. <laughs> really? Yeah, maybe ask you for some moves. Yeah, bring home a bunch of dollar bills and tell them to go crazy. That'd be funny. Um, if you need any <laughs> advice from me and Simon, we're here for you, 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thank you for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We had an amazing evening in the Ooh La Studio. You know it. We got a little heavy. We talked about uh, your, when your kids have first crushes, my daughter in particular, 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, dating people with criminal records, scary, mm-hmm. and dating mistakes that you men make. Because really, if there's mistakes... You probably have made them, not us. That's all I'm going to say. No, <laughs> that's not true. And you had a great Simon Says. Yeah, when we talked about the risk of, of dating a criminal or, or loving somebody, and then I said, you know, if you start dating a criminal, half of your tree of love will never flourish mm. because half of the root are linked to somebody with very big difficulties. So It could be hard. And that might be poison the rest of the tree. That's the problem And of then the time. you might be in trouble. And then, and then uh, end yeah, up yeah. in trouble. Exactly. So that was great advice you gave today. Simon and Angie.com. We want to send you there. If you want to send an email to us, uh, anything related to dating, relationships, love, and romance, please do that there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can call us anytime. 855-905-8255. Leave a message if we do not pick up the phone. Simon, you can also go on our website and see the FYI show that you're on. Thank you, Angie. Yes. I mean, uh, in bed with Simon. So if you want to see me in bed, more on the bed, <laughs> and with other couples and asking questions and the answers are hilarious, don't miss it. SimonNNG.com, and we've got 16 or 17 episodes waiting for you. I love it. Check it out. It's my favorite show. It really is. Thank it you, really Angie. is my favorite show. Yeah, me, mine too. You're so good. <laughs> Thank you, Angie. Thanks for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.